the Eighth Circuit Network. We make things. Put them in your brain. Hello and welcome to Folk Radio, your favorite fall. <laughs> well, every, every single time I try the intro, I mess it up. This is why I, I, I don't do the intro. I think that was actually better. I think it should be like, your favorite fall, fall, funky. It's folk, folk, Sunday, folk, Sunday. This is your host, Peter. And this is your host, Kyle. Today we are doing another five-minute funk, which is when we find a very specific topic to talk about, only over the course of five minutes, as you may have guessed. Yeah. What are we talking about today, Mr. Kyle? Today I thought it would be pretty interesting to talk about a little bit about the background of Ike and Tina Turner. I think we mentioned them an episode or two ago, because they're kind of notorious in the music world for being a dysfunctional music group because they were husband and wife. So I just thought it'd be cool to talk a little bit about their background in summary. I guess we'll start uh, when they were their career was first blossoming in the early 70s. And by 1976, Ike Turner, basically because of his success and the fact that he was kind of just kooky, was addicted to cocaine very heavily. So much so that he burned a hole in his nasal septum. I don't even know what that is. I think that's the wall between your two nostrils. Oh, God. Which would lead to pretty terrible nosebleeds in which he would relieve himself by using more cocaine. Now, you know what happened? You know, like when you when you start coughing really bad from smoking and to fix that, you smoke more cigarettes. Mm. It's the same thing. Except with cocaine. Right. So during this time, Turner was spending a lot of his time in the recording studio more than he was spending time with his wife, Tina Turner. And he was basically neglecting her and their children at their home in Inglewood. By this point, Tina Turner basically looked toward herself to, like, help fix her own problems because she wasn't, you know, pure, I guess, herself or straight edge or whatever you want to call it. So she turned to Buddhism to, you know, level herself out, I guess. So by July of that year, in 1976, Ike Turner signed a five-year contract with a new record company, Cream Records, for a reported yearly amount of $150,000. Nice. Which was a lot of money back then. Even back in the 70s, yeah. Yeah. No, I never, I've never uh, heard of Cream Records. Do you know where they were? I don't think they were that big. Okay. Maybe they were, but they didn't last long. Well, they were big enough to pay him that much, I guess. Yeah, right. And uh, the contract had a key person clause, meaning that Tina would also have to sign the contract because they were basically a duet. So on July 2nd of that year, Ike and Tina traveled by plane from Los Angeles to Dallas, where they were going to start another big national tour at the Dallas uh, Hilton. While on the plane, they fought because they're husband and wife and they did that far more than most well, people they were both a little bit crazy so yeah they're but they, exactly they both had their own like little demons and were kind of kooky so yeah they were fighting on the plane and they continued to fight in the limousine drive to the hotel ike's account of the incident was the fact that tina was refusing to help him with his nosebleeds as a result of his cocaine use which had kept him up for five days straight uh, Tina's account of the situation was that Ike's insistence that she eat chocolates, and when she refused, Ike slapped her in the back of the head. Uh, she was, I guess. So she he must have really wanted her to eat the chocolates. So Tina had recalled after he slapped her that uh, she began fighting a back, scratching and kicking him. So she kind of went ballistic. Once they got to the the hotel room after the limousine trip, Ike fell asleep, and Tina escaped through the back of the hotel, running through a freeway before stopping at a local Ramada Inn hotel, where she stayed despite having only 36 cents and a mobile gas card in her pocket. Um, Tina then hid out at some friends' homes in L.A., constantly moving for fear of Ike or members of his entourage, apparently he had a gang, would seek her out by force. So basically, they had a big fight, and then she escaped, went back to L.A., and was hiding for a long time because she didn't want him to find her i guess basically i guess when she got back to l.a she later purchased a gun for her own protection and later that month on july 27th she filed for divorce after 14 years of marriage 
Ike and Tina fought for over a year in divorce court arguing over money. By late 1977, the next year, Tina decided to stop her pursuit of any financial earnings, including an apartment complex in Anaheim, which is where Mr. Peter lives. Hi. Hi. And another apartment, <laughs> stating that her lawyer, stating to her lawyer that her freedom was more important. Tina basically agreed to retain only the use of her stage name since it was found in court that Ike had failed to copyright the name. She ended uh, up getting to keep it. That's pretty cool. That's funny. Uh, losing, so we lost the rights to it, basically. And the divorce proceedings ended in November of 77 were finalized in March of the next year. It's kind so, of funny to see um, how, how long they were together. I mean, 14 years is a long time for two people that are that yeah, crazy. <laughs> there, I know there was a movie made about it. I don't remember who was in it or what it was called, but they were, like, notorious for, like, because Ike was just, like, this crazy, violent guy and regularly abused Tina, and this was basically the culmination of all that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, sounds like she was a little bit of a yeah, I don't cracker. Exactly. She was, I don't think she was the type of person that would have just taken it for that long, so yeah. considering she, like, beat the crap out of him on an airplane or something, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, even that their music is really good, too, though. I, I like their... It's always... <laughs> It's kind of funny to see a contrast. Uh, you know, people usually see him pretty happy and not fighting when they're singing a song. There are some uh, different bands that I know are notorious for like fighting on stage. One of them was uh, the Kinks, were a pretty big band, and they were formed of two brothers, and they constantly fought on stage. One time, I remember there was a story that one like swung the guitar at the other one. <laughs> I think the life that comes with being a famous performer. It's really hard. It's hard, it's hard enough, but then when you're doing it with like your spouse or a family member, I think it just makes yeah, it infinitely harder. Exactly. It's one of those relationships that really you can't cross the two. It's very difficult. Yeah. So that is a little story on Ike and Tina Turner. This has been a five-minute funk. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. And also subscribe to us on iTunes. We are Funk Radio. This has been Peter. And this has been Cat. Yay. Thanks for Thanks. listening. We love you. For more podcasts and the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment, visit 8thCircuit.com.